Well, sometimes in relationships, both sides can kind of get dug into their corners with their respective positions. And so with that, I figured I'd offer an idea to resolve the contractual stalemate between Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, particularly since we have not heard a team publicly assert their desire to pursue Lamar so far. Not saying it's not going to happen, just saying so far. So outside of consummating a multi-year deal, which is what we figure that he wants, and outside of Magic Johnson's group winning the ownership bid for the Washington Commanders and them saying, we definitely have to go after Lamar, outside of Meek Mill and Robert Kraft cooking up something in New England, particularly after that report said from PFT that there's been some talks on Mac Jones and some dark horse just busting out of the stable somewhere that we're not expecting as of right now. Perhaps both sides should consider reuniting at the table on an upwardly negotiated non-exclusive tag, which is currently what is on Lamar's head at a value of $32.4 million. So let's just assume that things don't progress at all or things continue to move at this pace. Lamar most likely is going to need some sort of feel-good offer to come back to Baltimore in a way that mitigates the emotion of all the time that is passed with both sides kind of stuck to their principles with regards to this negotiation. And I would gather to say that that would be at a value above $32.4 million. So the Ravens would likely then say in response to that, why would we do that? You know, what would be the motivation for doing that? Especially when they feel that their market calculation has been correct so far, arguably, right? So then Lamar's reply to that is, I want to come back at a value of the exclusive tag at a minimum. And one could argue that that value should even be above that at 46.2 million. Why Josina 46.2? Because that value at least has them above Deshaun's average at 46 and Kyler Murray's average of 46.1, but keeps them below Russell Wilson's average of 49 a year and Aaron Rodgers' average of 50, which according to one source is an average that he has been at least seeking. Not direct from Lamar. This is what somebody else said. Just putting that in there. So then the Ravens would say, why would we do that? And what would be your counter offer to that? So then I would say in exchange for getting that 45 or even arguably that 46.2, Lamar should definitely report to camp no later than the first practice after the draft. And the reason why this is important for the Ravens to receive as a counter offer is because they have a new offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin who's trying to install his offense and getting Lamar in there at least five to six weeks earlier than when he is mandated for mandatory camp, which is typically the first or second week in June, gets you started that much sooner. And it's worth it to the organization. The longer the delay, the bigger the impact to the entire organization of Lamar not being there. That's why that is important. So in response to that, the Ravens would likely say that's not enough. We need that. We need Lamar to come in early. That's a good gesture. But we're going to have to have something tied to his availability so that we mitigate the risk of our expenditure. So how to propose to do that? The net increase from the non-exclusive tag to the exclusive tag plus that 46.2 million is about a net increase of 13.8 million. I propose 
setting aside $1 million of that for the workout bonus for showing up in that first practice after the draft, which knocks the $13.8 million down to $12.8. If you then divide the $12.8 by 17 games, that's an average of about $752,000 a game. So that $12.8, likely for the Ravens to feel comfortable, would have to be tied to incentives. So for every game that Lamar Jackson shows up, he gets an extra 752000 in that per game roster bonus. And in order to make sure that the Ravens don't incur that in a cap charge, then they would have to tie that to some sort of team or individual qualifier that uh, is not likely to be earned based on what they achieved the year before so that they would circumvent that cap charge. Uh, if you go to Article 13 in the CBA and look at Exhibit A and Exhibit B, those are examples of qualifiers that could be uh, associated with that $752,000 um, in order to avoid that cap charge. So for like Exhibit A for a team, it would be points scored by the team, touchdowns scored by the team, total offense, net yards or something like that, which would have to be higher than what was achieved uh, in the season before or in exhibit B, an individual incentive. So for Lamar's case in passing, doing better than last year and passer rating, completion percentage, interception percentage or something like that. And having that not likely to be earned language in order to circumvent it being assessed as a cap charge for this upcoming season and thus being able to defer it to the new league year. Something like that you know, could help the Ravens feel, I think, <laughs> uh, a little bit more comfortable, especially when you think of uh, the concern of injuries. Not that that necessarily should be a concern because I don't subscribe to the notion that because you were injured last year, uh, especially if you're healed, that you're definitely going to be injured this year as I don't subscribe to the notion of just because you come into the season healthy, that means that you're definitely going to be healthy for the season. So I really don't subscribe into that. But for the purposes of making people comfortable, I think you have to have some sort of language attached to that because you also don't want a scenario from the team perspective where beyond just obvious injuries, you're getting into those gray area ailments that a player can have and you don't necessarily know when it's going to heal when it's in that grade one grade one and a half grade two plus uh region so to speak so then for those of you who are like well if lamar gets uh, 45 million or 46.2 million then if they were to tag him next year and he gets 120 percent of that value or the average of the top five whichever one is greater and let's say that 120 percent on let's put it at 45 um takes that value to 54 million then that's a lot of darn money and that's presumably why they did tag him at the non-exclusive tag because they had that figure in consideration but my answer to that is that it's still just a one-year value they're not beholden to lamar more than the year but for those of you who are like, yeah, Josina, but if he gets a minimum of $45 million on this upwardly negotiated non-exclusive tag and the Ravens end up tagging him next year at 120% of that value because it wouldn't be on the non-exclusive tag, it would be on whatever he earned this upcoming season, then that's $54 million whopping dollars, Josina. Yes, I understand that. 
but it's still on a one-year deal still not beholden to him longer than that and it's still not precluding the ravens from being able to negotiate a multi-year deal and overall it just achieves happiness i'm not saying that it's not a big amount but when you think of Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and all these quarterbacks getting ready to come into the fray. Eventually, the market is the market. So for the teams, like for example, like the Washington Commanders, uh, at least as of right now, saying that we're going to lean in on Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett because we have to go cheaper on the quarterback. Not saying that they're bad quarterbacks, but they do cost less so that we can do the other things that we needed to do to build around the quarterback. At some point, if the goal is to get whatever quarterback that you have at a franchise quarterback caliber quality of play, the cost is the cost. And essentially, at some point, what you're doing is just kicking the can down the road, which is exactly what I said in Phoenix, Arizona, at the owners' meetings with respect to the Washington Commanders and their current decision not to go after Lamar Jackson. All of that withstanding, all of the things I said still, I think, make sense and help to assuage the feelings, help to assuage the feelings. And overall, that's why sometimes maybe we just need a female to come in there and be GM. No, I'm joking. <laughs> kind of not, but a female helps. And, and by the way, shout out to all the female executives right now in the NFL doing the damn thing. All right, got to go. <laughs> Anyways, let me know what you think. Go to my Twitter at Josina Anderson and put your comments there or on my Instagram. Let me know what you think about this. If you think I'm full of whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. In three, two. Three. Anyways, let me know what you think about this. Thoughts, comments, opinions, go to my Twitter. My handle is at Anderson. Put your comments there. I'll have this video up as well as the audio to the podcast, which you can get anywhere where you download the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods to get our um, content there as well. And for our upcoming show of On Define with Josina Anderson, which you can also find in my crew feed um, on the podcast as well, we have special guest Swin Cash coming up to talk about everything that has been going on this week <laughs> with um, Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. You know that she's a vice president with the Pelicans who are right now in pursuit of uh, making the playoffs with that respective NBA team. She's been doing a lot when it comes to the uh, a women's summit that she's putting together and all of the things that I want to talk to her, uh, especially being a executive female in a, a male-dominated uh, industry, uh, just kind of the talk around the treatment of uh, Black women and Black uh, female athletes in particular, want to get her perspective. You know, I got a lot to say on that as a former athlete myself and also in a male-dominated space, so make sure you tune into that. But for now, this has been Josina Anderson with the special edition, a solo edition <laughs> of The Crew and Undefined. All together, I'm in both of them, so it really doesn't matter. Make sure you tune in to the next episode. Peace. Thank you.